any of my intro? Do you want my computer? No, Okay. Okay. Hello, everyone. Here we are with Off the Wall Graffiti, immersed in art. Hi. Welcome to Immersed in Art. This particular version is this or that. And we have our very first this or that with our dear friend East by. Hey. Did I do it right? Yeah. Okay. Finally. Um, so the, the backstory to, to this or that is it's, it's kind of an inquiry that we've been making for the last three or four years. And it's meant to illustrate the importance or the lack of importance of art in your life. And so the phrasing is, I make this or that happens. And what happens when you're not able to be fully self-expressed and make art? And what is the this that you create and what does that give you? So it's kind of this, this devil and, and angel side of your life, I guess, or not your I life. I think that we all have, we, we all battle our own inner demons and stuff like that, but I really don't. The only thing that ever keeps me from painting is actually physically having pain. Um, I don't wait for opportunities to be created for me, I make them happen. You know, so with what I said before, you know, you don't add, like, if you're not in a position to have somewhere to paint, you need to create a canvas for yourself. Let that be a piece of wood, let that be, you know, the side of the back of your house or, you know, something you made out of, uh, you know, Montana boxes, you know what I mean? And duct tape, you know, just make it happen so that you can express yourself. Uh, I'll use whatever at this point to paint and get what I need to get out there. If I don't create art, I will get depressed, um, stressed, uh, all this compiles and then I'm not able to, to produce the art, you know? So it's really important for me to get into the right headspace using like music and other means like smoking weed to get into a zone uh, to where I'm in a creative like point, you know? And I actually have like a daily routine. So okay. I paint, uh, I'll paint during the day for sure. And then at night, every night I paint around like eight o'clock, you know, seven or eight o'clock. I'll put like three to four hours in every single night, you know? To You're be, kidding. Yeah, every night. To, uh, Seriously? Yeah, I used to produce three pieces of artwork a day an illustration in the morning, a wall in the afternoon, and a canvas at night. But now I'm just uh, too busy, so I'm not available to do that. And that's all for self-growth, you know what I mean? When I create something new and different, I, I used to say I have, at least I have something to show for my day. You guys worked, did nothing, made that money, and then spent that money getting wasted at night so you can just do the same shit tomorrow. You're a slave to yourself, to a society thinks that you should be, you know what I mean? Instead of releasing that inner potential that you have inside of that or even seeking it, 
You know what I mean? And that's what most people are, do are, are doing. They accept what society has put on them, that they need a job, that they need a nine to five, that they need to pay their bills to keep a roof over. I don't worry about any of that stuff and I look like I'm 25 and I'm 37 because I don't give a fuck about other people's problems. You know, the problems that I have in my life really aren't mine. I don't really need that much money. Maybe my landlord does, but I don't, <laughs> you know? So, um, so really like life, this art shit is all about nurturing your own inner feelings, good times. The more you nurture those feelings, the more of them will be presented to you in the future. You know, it's, it's the, you know, the secret, you know, uh, you know, the law, the law of attraction, um, you know, like you said, manifesting, like living with gratitude, being thankful for what you ha have re reminds you that you're like that, that you're happy for the things that have been presented for you. And those feelings of joy will create more happy moments in your life. And as long as you focus on them, you try to chase those dreams and shut out everybody else. Don't worry about whether or not people are saying you need to do this, you need to do that. Just follow what makes you feel good. And that's the only thing that matters. You know, I learned this from my cousin who is not an artist, that you don't ever have to know what you want to be. You just have to be happy doing what you're doing at that moment. Okay. You know what I mean? And you'll be, and the thing where life will roll out on itself the way it was supposed to. You know, people have given up on trying to chase, find out who they are. You know, I'm still figuring out who I am every single day. You know what I mean? But I have to, it's a journey that I have to take. Nobody else is helping me. Everybody, mostly everybody, wants to hold you down and bring you down and not ha let you succeed. They don't want to see you succeed. You know, because you're doing something that they're scared of doing. Okay. So they want you to do, fall into their stuff so they feel better about themselves. About the, what society, I'm a slave to society. I work my crap ass job for, to do nothing so I can live for my weekends and get wasted and have nothing to show but it, for it. But I'm fat and I'm, you know, and I'm out of money. And now I have to make more money to get the things that I don't need, but the things that I want, because somebody else says that I should have them because I'll be a better person if I have this $800 phone or this $300 pair of shoes or this $80 shirt or whatever, because other people have said that that's, you're gonna feel better about yourself. You're gonna be cool. You know what I mean? You're gonna be accepted. You know, people love me. I look like shit. Because I give of myself my art to them. I do it for them. Okay. I put it out in the street so they can see it, so they can enjoy it. So don't like, so that's why I said like, I'm in the studio every night doing this, but I tell people quite often, there's no point in being in the studio if nobody's gonna see your stuff. So work towards something. Put yourself out in the street, do something, and it'll create opportunities. Even if you're not getting paid, when I'm not getting paid, I'm out busting my ass, putting work on other people's walls, donating my time and skill that's worth a lot of money, and you'll only, you'll only create value for yourself when you, when, you, when you appreciate and understand that you are of value. Nobody else will pay you until you hold your, some value over yourself. Mm -hmm. So I put myself out in the street, and people approach me. And then you just have to stand your, stand your ground. Don't be afraid to say no. Don't, say take, don't take scraps, you know? They came to you. Okay. They're your fans. You don't know them. So tell, say more about that. About what? About, about <laughs> don't be afraid 
Like, don't take scraps. What do you mean? Um, you know, quite often artists are saying, I'm not making it. I'm making, waiting for my break. You've had the opportunity. You just didn't, you let yourself down. You didn't create value for yourself. You didn't say no. You didn't say, this is what I'm worth. And often people aren't taking advantage of you. I've learned this by my own mistake. I let them take advantage of me. Everybody wants to get over on you. Mm. It's whether or not you let them get over on you or not. So just say no and affiliate with people that give you what you want, what you deserve, what you feel you deserve. Even if it's in vanity and it's not deserved and stuff, you know, you could be the one person in the group of friends that's an artist and you're the best artist that they know. Those are the people you want to be with because they're going to nurture your talent, give you the support that you need. They're there for you. So always surround yourself with supportive people and you won't be worried about not being able to create art and these other opportunities. You have to kick doors down. You can't wait for them to open. Right. But what I'm hearing is that you've created an environment where that doesn't happen. Uh, the, 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 no, no, no. What I'm saying is the this or that side. So the, you don't have a side of your life anymore or at all that doesn't allow you to create. Uh, yeah, it's because I sacrifice other things in my life. Like people say that I should have a car. You know what I mean? And I should have, you know, I should be paying my rent on time. And I should uh, Silly be eating better. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And taking better care of myself. Uh, and um, I can't blame anybody but myself for that. And those are the sacrifices that I make so that I can produce art. You know? Uh, okay. Instead I mean of spending $300 on groceries and fixing my vehicle, I spent it on Iron Max so, I can, so, I, so my work will look better and people will invest more money into me. Unless you sacrifice your own bullshit. Money is bullshit. You know what I mean? Other people only see value in the broad spectrum of colors, not the actual ability. All the stuff that I do that's black, white, or one like uh, monochromatic, like one color and black and white or whatever, people are like, eh, whatever. You know what I mean? But if I do something, even just a rainbow, 90% of people are gonna be like, oh, I wanna take a picture in front of it. <laughs> so don't produce art for yourself, like don't produce art for other people because that will let you down every single time. Okay. You know, and, like the pictures that I love, and I talk to people and I see stuff on Instagram all the time, people that have thousands and thousands of K followers say, you know, I don't understand. I post something that I love that means a lot to me that I spent two weeks, two months working on. I get 24 likes. I post a smiley face with a bullet hole in the top of it, 10,000. You know what I mean? What do you think that means? Well, it means that the, you shouldn't create art for any other reasons but for yourself, for mm -hmm. your own needs, for your own purposes. And after you spend that time with anything, it will pay off. People will see the value in, because you have invested in yourself, you know? Well, and certainly those six, three, six, whatever hours a day that you yeah, spend. Yeah, way more. Or, way yeah, more, that's, you know? that's mastery. I, it just takes some, you right. know, uh, it's the time that I feel like people would be, you know, watching TV, uh, drinking. Uh, I mean, I smoke weed the whole time, like, as much as I possibly can. You know, um, whatever it takes to nourish your, your as long as it doesn't to take, keep that. Moving. Yes, exactly. Like I, I would rather, you know, have whatever, what, what it's even a mental thing. I actually don't even need the weed. You know what I mean? If I know I have it over there, it's just, I, I know I'm in a mind state where I'm not in need and I have everything I want. So 
having a correct workstation is inherent in getting your process done. You know, so I always tell people, make sure you have everything around you that you need because when you take when you turn around and what you need is not there, you're going to walk away from your painting. Take any types of time that you take away from your painting is going to take you out of the zone and take you 25 to 30 minutes to refocus. So it's important for you to create a, a correct work environment so that you're able to nourish these feelings, emotion, this passion, and be able to get it out without having to worry about anything else. How did you how did you figure all that out? I've I don't know just experience uh, studying. I study other like other art forms. All the people that came before me. No one is original, you know. Like I paint what I paint because it makes me happy. But there I learned from other pain from other painters. There's oh like I mean essentially. I look at people's artwork and I can figure out what they do, what they've done and how they've accomplished it because I have experienced painting. But before then, when I looked at somebody and I was like, yo, that is amazing. I don't know how I'll ever be able to do it. I didn't even look at it like that. I perceived it as he is human. I have cans. He is capable of doing this in life, in his lifetime. That means I'm able to do it in my lifetime. So, so, you were so I'm inspired by everybody who does something better it than me. It didn't take you down. Yes, it yeah. inspires me to be a better person, like to be more accomplished, to be able to do what they do so I can have it under my belt and be like, yeah, they're whatever. Yeah. I can do that in my sleep. <laughs> but only I, because you can. Yeah, but, you know, you I it. nurture my own self. Like my, the selfishness that rely, it lies in me is about me learning. I just want to learn because that's what makes me feel good, mm. you know, learning other people. A lot of that has to do with what I do, giving people the opportunities to paint regardless of their skill level. If they've never used paint before, they might use the roller and application different than any other way that, that I had thought about because they're not an artist and I was traditionally taught, you know, how to paint houses and stuff like that. So everything has to be cool. Yeah. So, if I didn't open my doors up to these opportunities, I wouldn't be, you know, where I am today if I didn't, you know, expose myself to different people's perspectives. You know what I mean? Right. And not be closed-minded to the fact that, you know, everybody has a different perspective and they're all valued. You know, it's just whether or not you value them or not. Okay. Okay. Good. So I haven't come across someone who doesn't really have a that, and I love it. Yeah, it's weird, but I mean, if I do get, like, if I, the only time I ever get into a place where I can't produce art, it's because something, like, seriously financial has happened to me, or maybe my dog is sick or something like that. Right. Like, that's my only care in this world is my puppy. I know. So uh, I don't care about my bills or my landlord. I don't give a shit about her. <laughs> She's a slumlord like every other fucking landlord here. They just want to do nothing, collect money, and bitch about their fucking personal bullshit. No one cares. Okay. Do your job. Do I'll your do job. You, you pay me money. Um. Okay, so back in the day, your parents or your mom or My your... mom was like a business work woman. She worked on Wall Street when she was 18 years old, did mortgages for like 30 years, uh, worked as a jeweler, uh, is a manager now at like JCPenney's in multiple departments. 
Um, but did she support you? She supported art? my whole family, like my brother, <laughs> my brother, like financially. Uh, <laughs> like my brother is an, like a was a skater and a guitar player and musician, and my father was a musician all of his life since oh he gosh. was a child. So, so sure. my mom, when she married my father, was already you know adopted I, to I, the yes, arts into the art. The you know, arts, she's working yeah. on Wall Street, and her and her boyfriend is driving a '71 Corvette and playing at bars for nothing, nothing every uh, weekend. Story. You know, you know what I mean? Yes. So, uh, so she was already in this mind state where she was used to supporting artists. So it just passed down that she, you know, that hope, like, of course she wants us to have some type of real job. But we have an artist father, essentially. Uh, he's not, he wasn't a huge influence on our life, but we were, you know, smashed with music every single weekend. You know, having to go out to shows and stuff like that and helping him with stuff. So we were around art and people. and That, that lifestyle yes, that, and that grind. Although it was like Christian that. stuff. Oh, uh, still, I was, you know, my father had a recording studio in the basement. So it was, you know, legit, legit. I was around music and stuff my whole life. And my mother even drew when she was younger. So she didn't bother. And, and it was kind of a bonding thing between me and my brother and created a family environment type situation so it was always encouraged okay that's amazing that's not always the case no you know you know what the thing was is you know when I was young I was they people the school said I had a learning disability and stuff like that so which I didn't uh, but I didn't learn a lot of things in school because they put they do this like every four years or whatever so I've suffered like severely like through school all through high school because they thought I was learning disabled and look at me now it you're, I have no troubles. <laughs> you know? <laughs> All you needed was... Well, even in high school, when, they, when, when I was a senior, they had realized that I wasn't learning disabled because I was standing up for all the kids... In, that were being picked on by uh, teachers. I actually got one of my teachers suspended uh, like for the way that she was treating another student. Wow. You know? Um, and then after that point, every she had tenure, so every I made the newspapers, all types of crazy shit, um, because I stood up for my rights and other people's human rights. I care about other people not being hurt. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> because your mom raised you. I don't well. know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah, sure, it was that. But I just think inherently in all cultures and all you know, uh, goodness, being kind to other people is just something that's part of every religion, a part of every culture, you know, that's, you know, and, mm -hmm. but we're, you know, American culture is greed. So right. everything is about inherent value and like how much your shit costs so that we can judge you. And uh, even at a young age, you know, the person that I defended was a sent, he ended up actually committing suicide. Mm. Um, but I, you know, these were the reasons he was socially inept, you know what I mean? And the teacher was picking on him because of that. And I pointed out, he's not going to get any better if you're singling him out and making him feel more like this, you know? Right. So, and I did this in front of a, a lot of students and multiple occasions and stuff. <laughs> and I had great grades and stuff like that, so they had brought me, took me aside and were like, well, what's your problem? Well, you don't have a... You don't have a discipline problem. You don't have a, a academic problem. Why are you talking shit to your teachers in the middle? And when I would explain the situation, they'd just be like, okay, you're getting suspended. 
not Te- me, the teacher. Oh, very good. You know, because yeah. my mom would be there at that point. Like, and she'd be like, look at this shit. My son is an A student and you're fucking giving him shit because he's standing up for some other student that I've known all my life. My mom knew him, he lived in my town. So why wouldn't I stand up for somebody I knew all my life? I didn't give a fuck about that stupid teacher. Right. I knew where he came from. I knew his family situation. I didn't want, I didn't, I wasn't having her judge him. She didn't know him. And you do that, I mean, that is you at at the core. Uh, Yeah, I guess. You know, just uh, listen, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. You know, if you stand for nothing, what will you fall for? And if you expect like people to stand up for you, you have to do stuff for people like you have to give of yourself, you know, in order to ever expect anything like that to ever come your way. And everybody has a sense of entitlement, like they're deserving. Look at yourself in the mirror. Ask yourself, what have you done for your community? What have you done for your even family members? What have you done for yourself? Mm -hmm. Most people are super selfish. They're just like, I want this, I want that. This is what I'm working for. It's nothing, they're objects. It's not gonna help you. It's not gonna help who you are. It's not gonna help your growth. You know what I mean? And that's where art comes into, we're feeding our souls. We're nurturing our inner, you know, our, our inner greatness, you know? And we have all have unreleased potential within us, but hardly any of us try to seek it, you know? And I'm just on that journey. That's amazing. How are we doing? Where are we on 10 time? minutes. Nine minutes? Oh, 10 more minutes? Yeah. Wow. What else do you want to talk about? Just came on asking questions. I got stuff. <laughs> uh... I like it. Maybe that. Maybe we'll just stop there for now. Um, Sounds good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I make this or that happens. So there is no that for you. No, there is a that. It's you. You know, there's always a that. You know, but that my that is creating different art or creating opportunities for other people, so that I'm inspired to put that back into my work. Mm-hmm. You know, just you have to, I just nurture my, you know, my artistic needs, you know, that's it. And I just feel other people, especially the people who are listening, have the same type of, you know, want to have the same type of relationship with art. You need to nurture it. You need to seek it. It's not going to come to you. That's great. Thank you. You know, you have to find it. Yeah. Look for it, study like I do. Uh, the thing, if we're talking about graph, what needs to be said is in the graffiti world, when you look at another writer and you develop their style, their technique, it's a technique. In any other art form, they're just techniques. They're to be shared. In our world, it's considered biting. Guys, there's no such thing as biting, you know? In our world, in any other world, it would be considered studying your craft to better yourself. So don't let the old schools, old schoolers that aren't doing shit tell you you're biting some other writer's style when you're, there's always somebody that came before you that paved the way for you to be who you are. Mm-hmm. If you didn't, if there wasn't another graph writer before you, you wouldn't have the idea to pick up a can. So of course you're going to be inspired by other artists and you should be. But when you do it with your hand, it's going to be different. And then 10 years after doing that, five years after doing that, two years after doing it, five days after doing it, it's yours. 
just because it comes another thing in your repertoire. It's just another one thing that I do. The one thing of many things that I'm capable of. Right. That you are capable of. So don't let other people tell you not to be who you are or stifle your creativity. That's great. Thank you. There, we got it. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yay! Hey, thanks for listening. We're really glad you tuned in. Immersed in Art was recorded two years ago in 2018. I'm really sorry it's taken me so long to edit these. I want to thank our sound engineer, Jacob Bumgardner. I want to thank all of the guests who have waited so long for their words to be heard. They are important and we hope to do more. If you liked this, please subscribe, share, and also if you want to be a part of it, just send me an email, mora at offthewallgraffiti.org or hit us up on any of the socials. And I want to do an extra special shout out to Luciano West, who created that amazing theme song. He came over to the house one day, dropped some beats, Avery McCarthy got on bass, and I got on the spray cans, and we made that beat. I think it's awesome. I hope you like it. And yeah, listen up. Let's do more of these. Thank you.